Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Two Gobs No Job, the podcast where we talk about other jobs we could have after being made redundant. Hello, Mr. Finch. Hello, Mr. Tease. How are you today? Fantastic, yeah. Just looking at this terrible weather, though, and thinking about jobs I wouldn't want to do today, although we have considered. So I think the first one I think we've talked about is tree surgeon. Ah, yes. Yeah, I see what you mean. Not a good day to be a tree surgeon. Not really, unless you love the rain and wind and terrible weather. Um, I wouldn't really want to be at the top of a 70-foot tree at the moment. Not, not in this weather, really. I feel really bad for trees when it's really bad outside. I mean, they, they don't go into cushy homes like we do. Yeah, I mean, I think they're designed like that. I think that's probably part of their design to kind of be protected from the weather. But, like, if you're a tree surgeon, you're not in that same... You're not made of tree. So you're not going to be kind of, like, protected like they are. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I've never noticed anyone who's got bark for skin. <laughs> Apart from in films. But I think the first thing about a tree surgeon is you probably have to kind of search for your inner child. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it needs to... It comes from something way back in your past usually i don't think i don't think you suddenly decide at age 30 that you want to do something with trees (laughs) definitely not no i mean trees are historically things that have you know tree houses sitting under trees in parks i mean maybe that's kind of the point You, you to become a tree surgeon you kind of maybe a tree must have had to have like mistreated you somehow like you've fallen out of one so you want to get your own back have you fallen out of a tree, Mr. Finch? Yeah, yeah, many, many a tree. In fact, I've got my trees I've fallen out of Instagram account, if you want to follow that. <laughs> it's called at falling trees. Yeah, I, I, I've fallen out of quite a few trees because it's just a thing, isn't it? I don't know why. It's like it's, it's inbuilt of you as a child to splash in puddles and fall out of trees. Yeah, they're like rites of passage. I remember falling out of a tree myself. I remember dangling for quite a while, shouting into the house for my mum to come and get me. Um, (laughs) She didn't hear me for ages. And eventually I just kind of realised I could stop shouting and I was like half a foot off the ground. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, and I think you probably, I don't know, you probably had like a sort of a hatred against that tree for a while. But then you probably went to conquer it again, right? Oh, every time. Every time. It's like when you're a kid, that's like your Everest. Yeah. I mean, I never trust anyone who hasn't fallen out of a tree. Uh, Okay, is that like whenever you meet anyone, that's your first question, is it? 100%. Yeah, I mean, why would it not be? If that's not your first question, I think, you know, life's going very wrong for you. I need to know that person has tried, has looked at a tree, thought about going up it, gone for it and fallen out. It just, it completes the life process. (laughs) Don't waste my time. If you haven't fallen out of a tree... Get out of here. I don't want to know. But yeah, I think if you to become a tree surgeon, you essentially are controlling trees. So I think you've you've been you've fallen out of enough trees to to be burnt by that. And you're probably thinking about how how you can get your own back. So I think that's that's the first thing. Okay. I think on the flip side of that, you know, some people they love pain, or maybe they have fallen out of a few trees, didn't like it. But once you fall out of 10, 20, maybe you get a bit of a rush out of it. So maybe um, maybe there is a bit of revenge by becoming a tree surgeon. But actually, maybe you become a tree surgeon 
in order for kids of the future to fall out of trees. You want to give them the same experience. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So you're, what you're saying is is that you need to basically have that kind of inbuilt into you as you as you look after the trees to to let other kids fall out of them in the future. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a lesson that yeah. needs learning from a young age. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's right. I mean, I, I suppose I wonder how many prime ministers have fallen out of trees. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's quite an image, and not just as kids either. Like I can definitely. Yeah imagine bojo falling out of a tree yeah like his his floppy hair covered in twigs and leaves as he's kind of rolling out of the mud yeah and like yeah, a couple of magpies like instantly nest in his hair yeah i mean uh, yeah yeah I, I wouldn't trust him being a tree surgeon though no i'm not sure about him but i mean i think it could be interesting for us one perk of the job i thought about was you know people like to hug trees Yes. Would people also hug tree surgeons? Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's why tree surgeons became tree surgeons, because they were waiting for the hug. Yeah, is that like an extension? Yeah, it's like, it's like you, you become part of the tree, essentially. Yeah, it's kind of nice, part of some of the biggest things on the planet. Uh, yeah, I think, like, why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you want to be part of that? But I still think, like, there's a little bit of a kind of, like, control in nature that you want to... You know, maybe you can see yourself as head of the trees in a kind of like Lord of the Rings style. Yeah, kind of Gandalf of the birch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, do you tree surgeons specialise? Like in magical trees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's more interesting. Um, so do you mean, do you mean like specialise in certain trees? That was what I meant. But yeah, magical trees. Now you're talking. You know, how do you become a magical tree surgeon? Yeah, I mean, was there any tree surgeons in Lord of the Rings, possibly? Control of them. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe the sign of a good tree surgeon is that you don't notice them. <laughs> yeah, they're just in the background. <laughs> like the, uh, uh, the puppet masters of yeah. magic trees. Are there, are there other magic trees? I feel like there was like an Enid, Enid Blyton book. The magic tree or the famous five or something like that I mean, i'm sure someone can correct us on that but yeah i'm sure there were magic trees i think it's interesting i do have a problem with the name if i'm honest tree surgeon it always sounds like a bit of a joke maybe maybe this is too strong but the laughing stock of the kind of nature arena <laughs> what is in because because they're like fake doctors yeah that's it so someone goes Oh, yeah, like she's a surgeon. And then quickly someone else quips in, yeah, a tree surgeon. And it's always like <laughs> sends laughter around the room. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, like, I think tree surgeons get nervous on planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because th they've been mistaken. Someone's gone, you know, is there a doctor on the plane? And someone, there's three people who've noticed, you know, the passport as they got on. Yeah, there's a surgeon. And he's thinking... God, I hope it's like, I hope a small oak tree needs some help at the front because otherwise I'm going to be pretty useless. By the way, I'm not sure oak trees travel by plane, but, you know. I think that's the only way to travel if you're an oak tree. Okay. Um, but yeah, exactly that. And especially if you're an English tree surgeon, you'd be far too polite to correct anyone. So you'd be up there at the front of the plane with your chainsaw, you know, probably <laughs> considering how to do mouth to mouth. Uh, 
<laughs> for the first time. How, like, how long would you go until you go, uh, guys, I'm a tree surgeon. Tree. <laughs> I think you'd go with it and hopefully you could, like, save someone. It would be a bit disconcerting, though, wouldn't it, if, um, like, you think you're going in for surgery and, and the surgeon's standing there with a load of ropes and a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slide down on this bed of leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something's gone wrong here. Very wrong. Yeah. Okay, well, let's come back to tree surgeon at the end. I think let's move on to the next job. One thing we were talking about very quietly was being a librarian. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, so librarians get bad raps, don't they? In films and in culture generally. Like, the librarians usually the kind of either some kids are trying to outsmart them or they're just angry, usually angry old women, which is probably pretty unfair. But and with glasses on a chain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get given the chain. You, you can bring your own glasses, but it's part of the job, the chain. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think, well, is it that when you qualify to be a librarian? Yeah, the chain comes with it. But yeah, I think like, I mean, it's probably unfair, isn't it, really? But, you, you know, as a librarian, you've got to shift some books around and tell people to be quiet. Yeah, I think it's unfair. I think it's one of those jobs where... You probably get into it for all the right reasons, a love of books and literature and literary giants. But actually, there's a job behind that job. And it, it, like you say, revolves around telling people to shush. The other thing I was thinking about was it's a lot of stopping people shagging. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, OK. Which, Interesting. which you might not know about when you're just getting into it. It's a massive hookup spot. By, by the old English literature sort of section. Yeah, you know the one. You've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but obviously to get a book on English literature. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, But they are, I mean, that's a tough one, isn't it? Like, I suppose you can't really recreate that interview. <laughs> that's probably against the law. No, maybe you could use, like, crash dummies or something. But yeah, like, you might not realise that's going to be you know, a weekly part of your job. But I think there's there are some interesting things that come with the job. So one thing is finding people who bring their books back late. I think that could be quite fun. Oh, uh, yeah, the kind of taking delight in the fact that they, they owe six and a half P. <laughs> That's exactly um, what I was going to say. Yeah, they're just so tiny, tiny little fines. It may be like that's part of, like I, if I was going to be a librarian, like an interview like what would you do you know the classic question in interviews what would you do to change the job and move it on mm. you know maybe you go one thing would be maybe making fines sort of stricter and more expensive to, to encourage people to to bring a book back yeah stricter and um, almost sentences yeah i think well yeah are you talking about prison yeah i'm <laughs> in for that so basically you put people in prison for certain books and maybe maybe like sort of the worst the book is in terms of sort of literary information and sort of quality, the worst the fine. If you take out a really, really good book, you know, like a really good classic, the fine's not so bad because people can understand it, you know. Mm. But if it's a really, it's a really shit book, then maybe it's like three days in prison or something. Do you mean like real prison or do you mean library prison? What would library prison be? Well, I just, I imagine it'd be 
you have to stand behind one of those, you know, the ladders that go along the kind of high bookshelves where someone needs to get a book off the top shelf. So you have to stand behind one of those, like their prison bars. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's good. That or it's just that, you know, like a pokey little room um, in the back or under a floorboard or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, I, I think that's good. Yeah, I think we've, we're, we're changing the face of librarians everywhere. Take us seriously. Think, yeah, and on that, do you think there's like librarian awards? Oh, okay. You know, so like, you know, who's, who's kept their library the quietest this year? You know, the Oscars of the library world. <laughs> I mean, that would be a glamorous event. Really glamorous, but really quiet. Yeah, oh, of um, Do you mean like sort of celebrity librarians? Well, as in, yeah, I mean, like, as in they've become celebrities because of their, their sort of, their strict rule over the libraries. And I think you'd probably, I mean, obviously, they'd all, in, they'd all sit in sort of alphabetical order. And then I think, you know, they'd end up having a silent disco, wouldn't they, as the entertainment? <laughs> but like, um, like, they're having a silent disco, but also listening to silence. Yeah, they're listening to, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe there's, maybe a, a really good librarian can discern the different silences of libraries around the world. That'd be a great, a bit, well, maybe terrible mastermind subject. Librarian comes on and goes, your chosen subject is various library silences from around the world it'd be quite boring to watch but it'd be interesting to see if they could pick up on it yeah like i know an azerbaijan library silence when i hear one yeah like it's obvious <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, you know um, what else would librarians be able to hear if they've got such well-trained ears what you mean like superman so they, they've got like super hearing well yeah I, I don't know whether it's only tuned to silence or whether actually they've got like supersonic hearing Maybe it's just a silence. So, yeah, so maybe, so maybe that's what the, all librarians actually have to have kind of like super sensitive hearing, which is why they end up telling people to be quiet. It's nothing to do with the library rules. It's just that all librarians seem to have really super sensitive hearing. Okay, they're just a bit irritated. They, they think yeah. everything's loud. It's not. It's not at all. I mean, they, they can't kind of go through life normally because just going outside would probably kill them. They probably end up like um, shooting a bird out of a tree because it's so loud, you know, just because anything, any noise sort of really grates on them. Yeah, it must be really difficult to try and stop people making noise without making noise yourself, without like adding, adding yeah. to the noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you think then also it's the kind of library shush? Do you think they practice that in, the, in front of the mirror every morning? Because it's, it's an art to it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it needs to be targeted. It's almost like projectile shushing. A projectile shushing. I think that's brilliant. Do you feel like you'd be good at this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, this is great. This is basically telling people off and judging people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, just. Oh, but I think also it depends on what library. If, you, if you're kind of a, if it's a university library, I'm all in. Because you can probably be quite harsh, whereas probably a community library, you're, you're trying to get people to read. So it's trying to be a welcoming kind of area. Whereas if you're like a uni library, those people have to be there and have to study. So you probably go to town on them. Yeah, I see what you mean. So you have to be careful which library you pick. Yeah. 
So, 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 are you are you are you in? Do you think, or do you think no? Is it not your thing? Possibly, and I'll tell you why. You know the thing about Mein Kampf in libraries. Yes. That interests yeah. me. That interests me a lot. Um, okay. So it's the thing that if someone takes out Mein Kampf, um, they're basically under FBI surveillance. <laughs> well, they've got it out. <laughs> Something like that. I'm sure that's 100 okay. accurate. I think I could really get into that side of it. Okay, that's yeah, that's interesting. I mean, is that just Mein Kampf, or does that does that apply to all books? Like, if someone takes out like a Mary Berry book, did, is she alerted to see if her Victoria sponge is being made properly? Is that the same thing? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, I think I think they're on similar levels. Those two individuals, probably for different reasons. But yeah, she's high security, isn't she, Mary Berry? Oh, massively. Yeah, yeah. What happens, though, if someone took out a Mary Berry cookbook and Mein Kampf? Does that confuse people? I mean, basically, they're into the Nazi ideology, but make really, really good scones. So does that, do they cancel each other out and you go fair play? To, yeah, you know. I think so. I think you have to. I think, I think it has to kind of cancel each other so out. These are the kind of judgment calls you'd have to make as a librarian, um, which, yeah, maybe I would find interesting. Okay, well, okay, I think well, I think we're both okay. in. Okay, sounds good. Well, I think the um, talking of Mary Berry, um, our next job we were going to consider is a baking technologist, which is a job I didn't know existed until this morning. Well, you're going to have to tell me what it is because, again, um, the researchers on this program are terrible. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, they gave me nothing. Uh, <laughs> so, let me get this straight. You can tell me if this is right. So a baking technologist is someone who, is, am, I, am I right, they kind of look after flavours and make sure that flavours and development of products happens in, in various guises? Yeah, I think that's, that's about spot on. It's actually, it's actually a job that like popped up on my LinkedIn this morning, a uh, genuine job. And yeah, I looked into it. It's, it's a company, I don't, I don't know whether we can say the company name or not. It rhymes with Movis anyway. Um, okay, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's someone who's responsible for the production of um, all baking products, and and I think a big part of it is the use of technology, as I suppose the clue in the title would be. I don't know what kind of technology though. Okay, yeah, like are you, so you're talking like um, Wi-Fi bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hooks up to your Wi-Fi. You know, you can stream Netflix through it. Yeah, like. <laughs> So, like, two slices of Netflix, or, you know, you can you can make a phone call from a piece of toast. Is that what we're talking? Have I got this wrong? I don't know. I just, it feels great, by the way. I think that, that sounds great. I mean, I mean, if that's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think, I think that would be part of your job. Like, how do we, you know, push the technology here, you know, make it more, you know, the internet of things. Um, okay. But, I don't know, um, but yeah, if that if that was part of the job, then it suddenly becomes quite interesting. Yeah, because like I mean, you've got to have some pretty crazy ideas, haven't you? If, if that's if that's the case, like the interview would be crazy. You'd have to like think of something mad just to, just to get into the building. Yeah, like watch this, and then you basically like land a plane with a crumpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like drone crumpets. <laughs> I can see, I can totally see why someone um, targeted you for this job. Why? Because I like bread. 
yeah, you love you yeah. love your bread. But yeah, I mean, I, I, what else is there? If there's you know drone crumpets. Maybe there's like ninja croissants or something. Ninja croissants. Yeah, so like I don't know, they sort of protect you, like a almost like a you know they sort of digitally protect you somehow. Security croissants, let's call them security mm. croissants. Okay, you mean like sort of antivirus software type thing? Yeah, yeah, you know, have a have a have a delicious French breakfast and protect your family. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, like I say, if, if this is the job, then it's it's great, but um, a big part of me thinks it isn't. And I'll tell you why. Think... How big? How big is that part? <laughs> it's the whole, the whole loaf. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> to me, this sounds like a, it's a pretty grand title. Like this is, this is like the boss says. How about you go away, and tell me what you think your title should be? And someone's come back and gone, baking technologist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great, isn't it? So you think it's like a made-up title? I think so, and then. Somehow they've wrangled a kind of, you know, chief baking technologist title for themselves and then said, I need a baking technologist under me. Get on LinkedIn. <laughs> Which I have a lot of respect. Yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, I don't, I mean, look, they say that there's no perfect job, don't they? You make your own perfect job. So I think that's it, isn't it? Someone's gone in there and gone, do you know what? I'm going to combine these two words and hopefully they're going to believe me. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, a lot of respect. But I imagine that, you know, with any new job like that, um, you come up come up against a lot of like internal fights. You know, people don't understand what you're doing, um, why you're trying to change things, why you're trying to introduce technology into something as old as bread making. Yeah, and I think that's probably a really good point, actually. I suppose that's one of the reasons why you wouldn't get a job. <laughs> it's like we've been making bread like this for two hundred years. Yeah, well, that was a big question mark for me. It's like, why change such a kind of staple food? But, you know, you've got to change, haven't you? It's the, it's the only constant. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, I think we definitely need to get a, um, a, a baking technologist on the show. Oh, that'd be so good. I'm sure there's probably only one in the world. Um, maybe, well, they're looking for the second one. Yeah. yeah, if we could get them on the show to put us in our place, that'd be brilliant. I'd love to see, um, like, whether, like, Willy Wonka would have got the job as a baking technologist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, this is just the bread version of um, sweets and cakes. and. Yeah, so, so like, you know, they're like, what have you done? And he's like, well, I've made, I've made like, bubble gum that tastes like a whole meal. I've made chocolate that makes you float and disappear. And, and then he doesn't get it. And they're like, well, basically, you came close, but someone someone created a piece of bread that you can basically get the internet on. Um, and that's it. You're, you're finished. <laughs> Imagine being outdone by that. Yeah. You know, yeah, poor Willie. Maybe he was, he was of his time, so he wouldn't have got the job, whereas today there's like, technology's come so far. Yeah, as fun as it sounds, I'm not sure I want to work somewhere that turns away Willy Wonka. No, I mean you want you, you want him to be your boss, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't think he'd be great for like benefits, but it might be quite exciting. What to work at the Wonka factory? Yeah, I mean, unless you're an Oompa Loompa, um, I don't think you're going to get a lot of like. Um, I don't. I, I didn't see anything in the film about a, a pension <laughs> or kind of health benefits. 
or even like dentistry. I think none of that's going to happen. So as long as you're okay with that, it's going to be quite fun. Yeah. Whereas you might get all of that stuff as a baking technologist. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Okay. So I think as a little recap, I'm, I think tree surgeon's out for me, actually. I thought about it and I, I kind of liked it. But then, I don't know, I'm looking at the weather now going, I don't really want to be up a tree and it's probably not that much fun. I mean, how, you know, how fun can it be when you chop down a tree for the 21st thousandth time? You know, I don't know. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. I agree. I think it would lose its charm. <laughs> oh, hugely. Um, um, go on. No, I was going to say, I think I'm in for a librarian, but a university librarian. Yeah. You being quite specific there i think you need to be yeah. yeah yeah i think we you know we went around the houses with it a little bit but i think there are things in there that are genuinely exciting and actually most people would be put off by the silence so there'd be less competition yeah okay so i think so i think we're librarian um baking technologist i'm not sure i mean i, I quite like the idea of it if it's what if, if it's what we're kind of suggesting it could be which, which I think we're suggesting it definitely isn't that. <laughs> <laughs> then I think uh, I think I'm in. I'm not sure about the actual title, but um, again, I think you need to persuade me more. So I think my pick of the jobs out of these three has got to be librarian. Yeah, I agree. But if if Willy Wonka came came a calling, you'd probably go for the interview and uh, ask about what happened with the bread. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I think we've got a, a clear direction there. Thank you, David Finch, and uh, thank you all for listening. This has been Two Gobs, No Job.